Sunday, October the 10th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. So we thought about at the beginning of our time this morning, the fact that God places us uh, in various spaces. And in particular, we thought about the fact that God places us here. Uh, in London Road together. This is where our home is. So much of our life is based and centers around here. But we're not just, and it's what we've been discovering, isn't it? We're not just placed here. We are also placed there, literally everywhere. We're placed in families, in streets, in villages, neighborhoods, schools, shops, offices, factories, colleges, sports clubs, book clubs, wherever it might be. We are everywhere. And what's true of this space is also true of those spaces that every place has a purpose because God always has a, because God always has a plan. Every place, those places have a purpose because God always has a plan. God has a plan there wherever there is for us. Now, hold that thought. We'll come back to it in a few moments time. The Bible gives us some really great images, pictures of what it means to belong to him, what it means to be rescued, what it means to know him and have confidence about who you are and where you are going. And one of those great images is about a feast, a banquet at the end of time, a great party, a great celebration to which we are all invited, a great banquet that's held in Jesus's honour. The promise of Jesus when he shared a simple meal with his disciples before his death and resurrection was that you will eat and drink anew in the kingdom of heaven. That there is a place at the table for you and for me. And here we go, big metaphor for this morning. There is a chair with our name on it already there. Isn't that a wonderful thing? In fact, the Bible says that that chair with your name on it is so certain that in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, you know, you can be so confident of this. It's like you are already seated in that heavenly place. It's so certain that from God's perspective, it's like you're already there. A chair with your name on it. A place for you at the table. When you arrive at a wedding reception, what's the first thing that you do? Yeah, you find your name on the table plan. And you realize what you've always feared, that you're sitting next to the weird uncle and to the second cousin three times removed, who's got the social engagement of a concrete slab, and there you will spend your afternoon. But above all of that, what thrills your heart in that moment, a certain element of relief that your name was actually on the board. 
I don't know if you've ever turned up to a wedding reception and discovered that your name was not on the plan. Maybe you've been at a wedding when others have turned up and their name was not on the plan. That's an awkward moment to say the least. You are glad to discover that there's a chair with your name on it. Chairs speak volumes, don't they? They speak much more than, in a sense, they offer. God has a chair for you which speaks volumes of his love and his acceptance and his welcome of you. Chairs do that. If you think about it, they're incredibly powerful. What's the first thing you say to someone who comes into your home? Have a seat. Please sit down. And what does it say in that moment? You're saying you're welcome here. You belong here. There's a a place for you here. We are glad that you're here and comfortable to have you. Please sit down. In those three simple words, we are expressing so much to people. We again see the power of chairs when you might hear that, a oh, 12 people are now coming to your house tonight. We won't have enough chairs. What are we going to do? It's almost like running out of wine, isn't it? We, we won't have enough chairs. Because you know that giving people that ability to come in and sit down expresses so much of the hospitality and the welcome that you want to bring. Imagine how different it would be if you welcomed people into your home and said, just stand there. Or worse still, you left them standing at uh, the door. One of the new efficiencies around business meetings is to keep people standing. But what does it say when we keep people standing? It says that you're just a task. I'm going to use you for what I can get as fast as I can get it. And then you can go on your way. Or you walk into the headmaster's office and you go to take a seat. Don't sit down. There is something very profound about a chair. And there is a chair in heaven with our names on it. And God cannot wait to say quite literally, come on in and sit down. Turns out it was quite an expensive chair. Bible says that the chair was bought at the price of his son's blood. His sacrifice, his death purchased that chair for us. So when we offer people a chair, when we invite someone to come in and sit down, we are in some small way enacting, we are in some small way providing a sign, we are in some small way pointing to the fact that that's what God does for us. When we welcome, we point to the fact that he welcomes. When we include, we point to the fact that he includes. When we make space, we point to the fact that he has made space for us. We are included. When we welcome people in, when we include people in these moments, we anticipate that moment when ultimately we are welcomed in. When we provide a place, we are reminding one another that God has already done the same. I want to buy chairs for people here so that they will know that there's a chair waiting for them there. It's not about furniture. It's not about Ikea. But it is about 
incarnating, putting tangible reality on a truth from God that we believe. There is a chair that's been bought for us there. So who would you buy a chair for here? I want to buy a chair for my family because having a seat here, an anchor, a foundation, a reminder, our identity here, that there is already a place, a seat for them there. I want to buy a seat for friends that don't yet know that there is a seat or a chair for them there. But if they can discover that there's a chair here, if someone has made room and offered a welcome and invited and created space, they will begin to discover, we pray, that God has already done the same for them. Who would you buy a chair for? Parents or children or work colleagues or neighbors or prodigals? One of the things about the Christian life is this, isn't it? We live with the joys and the sorrows, not at different times, but at the same time. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You can be on the mountaintop and in the valley all at the same time. It's part of living in this wonderfully chaotic, beautiful, glorious, about-to-be-rescued-and-redeemed world. And one of the things is we celebrate all that God has done in the past and what we looked at in the um, earlier on this morning about the way that God has moved in this place over the last 170 odd years. We also carry some of the sorrows of that. People that journeyed with us that aren't journeying with us now. People who did sit in some of these chairs but now no longer do. And one of the pilgrimages, one of the journeys for me, is that I want to buy some chairs for people that I'm carrying in my heart that I would love them to find that seat again. Not because the seat matters, but because of what it points to really matters. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And we carry people in our hearts. And God has done amazing things, but there's also sadness about the journey. And we carry people in our hearts with a longing that they would once again discover that there's a place, a room, a chair, because there is already a chair for them there. So moments ago, I started this session saying that God had placed us there, out, out there, that, that God has a plan for us out there. And yet we're talking about chairs kind of in here. So what's that about? I think it's this. Unless we sit with people there, they'll never sit with us here. Unless we make room for people there, they'll never understand that we're making room for them here. Unless we create places of belonging out there, in our streets, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our wherever it might be, unless we create that kind of come in and sit down in our lives there, they'll never discover that there is a welcome here. A posture of welcome out there that says to people we know and love and meet, hey, come and sit down. Come and be with me. Places and spaces of belonging and acceptance. Chairs around our tables, in our lounges, our kitchens. Pull a chair up at the bar so someone can join you. Wherever it might be, we create places and spaces for people to belong. Why? Because ultimately we long for them to know that that's what God has already done for them. And if they don't sit with us there, 
or here, they're unlikely to know that there's a seat for them there. I hope and pray that we will provide all that we need to do what we've talked about here in this particular space. But there's a bigger question, a bigger challenge. Will we provide all the chairs that people need out there, all the spaces that people need out there of belonging, of love and acceptance, the posture of hospitality, space of, for community, the power of belonging, that people out there might discover the love of a family, the knowledge of the Father, That we will provide all the chairs that they need in our kitchens, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the school canteen, wherever it might be. So that they might learn to sit with us there. And whether in the end they learn to sit with us just there or there and here, they will discover, they will discover the security, the wonder, the anchor, the identity of knowing that there is already a place, a chair for them there. And our vision as a church is to put all that we can into helping all of us establish those places out there. We'll we'll do this in here for sure. And this is such an important part as we celebrated already this morning of all that God longs for us to do. But unless we join up the dots, unless we help people sit with us there, they won't sit with us here. And if they don't sit with us there or here, they're unlikely to discover that there's already a place for them to sit there. So we want to do all that we can to help each of us create those places and those spaces wherever we are. Because where we are placed always has a purpose because God always has a plan. So through this sermon series that we're in the middle of, Look Where Am I? Through supporting community leaders, encouraging you to get involved with your Burlington community, encouraging you if you have a missional vision or a missional idea or an opportunity that's bubbling in your heart, come and talk and pray and share so that we can harness the power of our togetherness to help you out there. One of the things that we really need, there's kind of ways of being that we really need to dismantle, and it's a memory muscle, and we have to dismantle, I'm mixing my metaphors now, we have to change the memory muscle, we have to dismantle the paradigm that we've built, and the paradigm that we've built has been a bit like this, if you're going to read the Bible, come and do it together. If you're going to worship, come and do it together. If you're going to pray, come and do it together. If you're going to, uh, whatever it is, go on a course of discipleship, come and do it together. But when it comes to mission, oh, you go and do that by yourself. We have to change that paradigm. That when we're called to the places where God has already put us, with the people that he's placed around us, we harness that sense of we're in it together. And we pray with all our hearts that people will learn what it is to sit with us, discover that place of belonging there, so that one day they'll discover that place of belonging there. That all of us one day would know the wonderful joy of hearing God say, hey, come on in and take a seat, because that one's got your name on it. But you know what? It needs all of us. It needs all of us. It needs places all over this town, everywhere where the river will run. Every nook and cranny, as Simon Goddard said in that defining question series, 
We need the good news of Jesus. We need the, 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 the little Jesuses that we are sent out into every nook and cranny of this town. And hey, as we heard earlier on this morning, someone might have described it as a hard place to reach. But nevertheless, in this place, one after another, young men and young women discovered what it is to hear the Father say, come on in, come and sit down. Let's be quiet together. Father, we, we know, we know that deep in our beings we long to belong. We know that there's nothing more painful than being on the outside. Some of us will remember the school playground when all the teams were picked and we were last left on the outside. Or when everyone else seemed to be invited to the party and we didn't get the invitation. Where everyone else seemed to dress the right way and we didn't or couldn't or whatever it might be. Father, thank you that your invitation goes out to all of us. There is no one beyond the reach of your love and your inviting power. Thank you that you choose us first and foremost. You look at us and you love us and you choose us. And we know that there are all things about us that perhaps are not that lovely. We know that there are all things about us that we wish were different and perhaps we know you wish were different. But nevertheless, your love is deeper than those things and you choose us. So we're praying for many all over our town to understand what it is to know and to hear. Come on in and sit down. In Jesus' name. Amen.